one. Well, folks, last Friday's close was uh, 41.50 and a quarter. We're about seven handles away from that. So a lot of chop and slop this week. Inside day yesterday, we'll see what happens today. Uh, the market's up, the spoos are up, but I'm seeing a lot of stocks down too. We'll discuss that with Dennis. We don't have much to talk about earnings chat. We're going to need your help. It's going to be some major ticker time on this so far. Quiet Friday. This is pre-market prep. Let's get things started. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis did. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Gentlemen, gentlemen, let's run down, ladies and gentlemen, let's run down the markets and then to give you some breaking news. Uh, we have the S&Ps up 14 and a quarter handles at 41.58. Dollar up 18 cents at uh, 102.06. Bonds giving back some of yesterday's gain. They're down a half a point, 131 and 230 seconds. Uh, crude up 39 cents at 71.26. Dollar, or not the dollar, gold following silver lower. I don't know. Someone tell me what happened to silver yesterday. It got destroyed. Gold down 1130, 2009. Let's call it 2010. Silver under 24. We were in the 26 handle only three days ago. Now we're down 45 cents at 23.97. Bitcoin down $495, 26,350. Triple D, we're going to bring him on as he's tried to dig himself out again. But do uh, you want to know what the breaking news is, guys? In the background everybody's in the background yeah sorry right. sorry uh ember Mitch, kind of Mitch, distracted Mitch, me on. on twitter there uh with uh you'll see it on our twitter a little bit later today what's um, the breaking news what's the breaking news joel i turned uh elon musk down to oh really twitter. oh that's yeah, what happened yeah, yeah. I was you, you thought about it but you decided you I, needed to stay with pre-market prep exactly i i figured i i gotta keep working with dennis and mitch and man yeah. we gotta improve yeah. these and rumors man Joel yeah it was coming to take over <laughs> yeah but i mean he made a nice offer and everything okay. and i just said you know hey buddy i you know I just think it's beyond saving, so I'm just not, I'm not I'm gonna start you know my new platform or something like that instead of getting involved with Twitter. But uh, anyways, Dennis, how you looking today? I told you to take a Friday off. Uh, should you have taken a Friday off? Should have taken Thursday off, maybe. Not should've looking well. Off, lots man. of <laughs> lots of stocks beating on me this morning. So some of these days you come in, you're doing well. Some of these days you come in, and lately it's been a lot of these days where you're coming and you're getting the beats. You want to so, tell the chat so they can like just you know make it worse for you. What stock? They could you... I know they like to make. They, well, the, there's ten percent of the chat that absolutely loves it when I'm having a bad day. You know they live <laughs> like they're just hoping and praying that I'm having a bad. Dennis, day. Dennis, you know what that is right though, right? Let's just be honest. There's the a lot of traders that no, it's not even the hate. You know what it is? A lot of traders try to compare each other to other traders. Uh, like how good am I doing compared to Dennis? Uh, so if you're trying to do that, I'll tell you right like... now. I mean, you, you're going to be in a rough business and this business man because there's always going to be a trader that's probably doing better than you always there's <laughs> and, always somebody doing better and always somebody doing worse exactly dennis right so like that whole comparable game let's all be friends man let's have some fun look at both sides of the coins there's going to be times where another trader is going to be short you're long do you get upset with him no you this is the game we'll see who wins right let's uh let's do some market talk here broad sure. market let's do talk. it let's yeah. do it all and, right, well, uh, one thing ahead. that I noticed yesterday is gold trade was falling off a little bit. I don't know if you saw that, Joel. Yeah, um, I mentioned that. Silver got destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it was silver. At one point, gold was up and silver was down. What's going on with silver? Wow. Someone... It, it's risk. We're, we're going into this okay. environment here where we're okay. risk on. I mean, this is, you know, the, the dips, you know, are being bought here. And we're starting to see some of those stocks. And we talked about the Kathy stocks starting to show a little bit of life here as well 
I think we're just into this environment where it's risk on here right now and people are hiding out in silver and they're hiding out in gold and silver always has a much higher beta than gold. So silver will move a lot more relative to gold. Um, gold's had a couple, rough couple of days here too. So people who are hiding out in some of these assets waiting for the world to implode, well, the world isn't imploding here yet. Okay. I think that's as good explanation. And then uh, the same thing of gold, silver, and Bitcoin. Uh, but uh, I, I know we, we we could talk about the Qs. The Qs have just been the Qs, right? New high from the move yesterday. It always seemed like someone steps up to the plate. Like, you know, Apple with its earnings stuff. Well, we all know what Microsoft is doing. And then when those two, you know, kind of quiet days, you get Google ripping yesterday, Booster. man. Oh, man. AI, that's all you need to see. I don't know. It, it got back half of the move, believe it or not. Yeah. I am. I want to pull back, you know, and you never when yeah, you want to pull back and <laughs> never get them. You just had to close. Like, I don't even know when I was looking. I think it was on, at the close. Uh, or maybe it was the show on like Wednesday morning. I'm like, man, this thing looks looks like it's raring to go. Of course, you don't know that they're going to do the uh, you know the old AI trick. Uh, but to me, and I'm just going to go to the SPY here. It kind of feels like you know I always talk about you know a breakout. Like we got to break out above 4200, right? Mm. And for the spider before 15. But a lot of times you got to build a higher base, right, in order to do that. And that kind of feel that's you know we had we made a uh, higher low yesterday right nice rally into the close it just seems like the sellers at this top of the range here they're start like they're starting to pull their offers a little bit we're starting to inch our way up Dennis yeah. uh, how do you feel to you out there it's all going to be eventually what's going to have with PacWest and what's going on with the regional banks we're kind of in you know this standstill right now. Yeah. And we're waiting to see, is PACW going to make it? Leaking yesterday, not a great day for the market. You know, is it going to be tech stocks that, you know, hold us up? Are they going to be able to go up if we lose another regional bank? KRE sitting right near the lows. That's the bear scenario. The bear scenario is the regional banks. You know, we start losing more of them. Is it though, Dennis? Yesterday down. I said that, and you said the market doesn't care about the regional banks. It's like we've already moved on from it. We just keep the market the will dip. care if we start to get more. And if I said that, I misspoke because the okay. market, I will absolutely care. The S&P okay. hasn't cared up till this point. It hasn't okay. cared because we're up near the highs. But if we start losing, we've lost three, really, three. You know, I, I'm not counting, in, you know, three is what we've basically lost. Okay. If we started losing three, four, or five more, the market will start caring. So this is the issue. With that being said, I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe we don't lose anymore. If And I've said this too. If you take the regional bank crisis and throw it away, it doesn't exist anymore. Cool. This market is a lot higher. One, we got the inflation 4.9%. You know, two, we've got all the technicals on the queues look fantastic. You know, the NASDAQ has just been marching, marching, marching. So that's why I have been deploying more capital because I don't have a crystal ball. Not going all in. If scenario analysis again. If the regional banking crisis didn't exist, I would be all in on this market right now. I would be all in because it's setting up. But it does exist. So I can't quantify that risk. So I can't go all in. But I can go more in. You know, I don't need to be 65% cash anymore. And I haven't analyzed where I'm at now. But I'm sure, you know, my cash scenario has come down quite a bit. You know, because I haven't been selling any stocks. And we know I bought Amazon. In the long-term portfolio, I bought Airbnb in the long-term portfolio. I bought a little bit more IWM in the long-term portfolio. I also bought General Motors the other day. I nibbled into that one. Um, I've been putting on some more rest. Not huge positions, but adding rest. So I'd imagine, I haven't looked at it for a couple of days, I'd imagine I'm kicking around 50% cash now only. So I've deployed some capital on dips in the last few days. There was another one I bought, oh, AMD. You know, I bought AMD as well. So you can see kind of picking on tech, but then I balanced it out with a little bit of General Motors. I bought Toyota a little while ago. So I've been nibbling in in the long-term portfolio. Nibbling. Did not buy any Disney yet. People were asking me yesterday. 90 is a huge level. Again, I'm, I'm nervous about Disney, though, because this, you know, streaming is not going well at all. But the bigger issue is that the parks are firing on all cylinders. And the stock isn't going up when the parks are firing on all cylinders. So if the parks stop firing, Disney could come a hell of a lot lower. And at 22 times, 21 times, it's not expensive to itself, but it's not cheap either. 
So just saying, I think at this point in time, you can't be 100% cash. I think you got it because there's a risk to the upside here for the Bears. So I'm balancing myself more. That's where I'm sitting, more balanced. Yeah, that's where it gets really difficult, right? Because the truth is, is that if there is more bank concerns, how far will that knock us down and how big of a problem will it be, right? And then you don't know. I don't think anybody knows, really. Nobody knows. And then so the problem here is what are you doing? Are you trading or are you investing? That's the hard part, right? Trading, I feel like, yeah, that's that's what we've been doing, right? We've just been kind of playing some of these tech names up, but selling the rip versus keeping the position, right? And I feel like that's where it gets difficult. Like, let's say Google yesterday, right? It did the rip. I sold into the rip. As much as I wanted to maybe hold that a little bit, see maybe Google go a little bit higher, I'm like, man, it's been a strong move already in a lot of tech names. This can turn around at any moment. And a lot of people are more renting stocks than maybe owning them. That's why I say, what do we do here? Are we still in now moving a little bit closer to investment at this area? Or is it just still the trading hack? I think we're still in the trading range here. And I think we still have to be, you know, as trading. My, now I'm not, this was my investing cap. This was nothing to do with trading. All these positions I put in my long-term portfolio. Um, the mm-hmm. trading hat says you're buying tech on pullbacks and you're selling everything else on rallies because we've got a tail of two markets. Accuser in a bull market. The IWM is in a bear market. So, I mean, you got to respect the rotation that is still going to be there. It's not going away. There's rotation every single day and it continues to be very strong. So today is like a weird day. I'm trying to figure out the rotation today. Yeah, the chat really was asking weird. too. They're like, what's the news on NVIDIA? It, it's what's going on? It's clearly out of tech today. It's clearly out of tech to a certain extent. I don't know why, um, but it is. I mean, you can see Microsoft is in the red. The, the leadership, it's like uh, maybe a little bit of leader, leaders to laggards here today because NVIDIA, AMD, Shopify, Microsoft, all red. Those have been your leaders. Amazon has been a leader as well. They're all red this morning. And you've got a lot of the banks trading up. You've got some of the stuff that has been beaten up trading up. So a little bit of like leaders to laggards here today. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that continues or not. It, it hasn't continued. Whenever we've seen that, it's just a blip. And then it seems to go back the other way. All right, I'm just looking and I, I, you know, I don't have, I'm not going to do it because I don't have uh, the tool set up correctly, but uh, you know how it, I like to it, getting longer term perspective on things mm-hmm. and I just, it just calculated it here. Um, we're still, uh, you know, we talk about the 50% here. So for the cues, I mean, it's had a big move and we said it's been, you know, you know, been the leader here. Um, it still hasn't taken 50% back of that 22 move yet, right? To the, to that low that, so that's 331.50. We haven't hit that yet. So maybe another five points. And then I'm looking at uh, SPY. That's getting pretty darn close. Uh, that's a uh, 414. That's just where we're bumping our head. We're a couple points away from that. We're up a buck today. Uh, that's a big area. But then you look at the IWM, and there it is. That needs to go to 203.50. And we're at one, well, we're trading close to 174 today. So there, that's what you need, man. You need this IWM. You need these small stocks to get mm-hmm. off the mat. The IWM is not going to go until the regional yeah. banks Because the small caps, right? Because they're all small caps, right? And they lent. To, like you're, you're more, some of those companies are more dependent on the credit because a lot of these companies you know, are not in these strong cash positions. So if credit gets tighter, this is why the IWM is down. If credit gets tighter... It's not just that the IWM has a lot of banks, and I think it's like 7 or 8% banks. It's that it's got a lot of smaller companies that depend on credit. You lose regional banks and credit gets tighter. Like it's, not, it's one thing you know, to worry about you're an investor in these banks and they go down. But they're lending money to keep the economy going on a lot of smaller companies. It's not all Apple and Microsoft where they can run their own ship. A lot of the smaller companies are very dependent on credit. So you can see this clearly getting priced in. The IWM is all regional bank risk. That's why it's down. I've nibbled into some because I think valuations long term, I think it's, you know, we're getting to a point where it's cheap enough, but I'm still just nibbling in and positioning myself. You know, I have some spy, some Qs, some IWM. IWM has been down a lot. So, you know, you're nibbling into a little bit, but, you know, that, that, that's longer term positioning. But the, there's a real reason why IWM is down. 
And it's full of small caps that depend a lot on credit. So if credit gets tighter, regional banks go down, that's not good for the IWM. And until the regional banks stabilize, it's hard to see the IWM just turning around. All right. Well, we did get some news after the bell yesterday. It looks like you don't have to worry too much anymore, Tesla investors. At least that's what it seems like, the hype out there. As Elon Musk announced Thursday that he will be stepping down as CEO from Twitter. Uh, Musk didn't reveal who he hired, but he did say that it was a she, right? And that she would start in six weeks. Looks like CNBC's uh, is saying that it will be Linda Yarcarino, uh, NBC's Universal's advertising chief, but we have no confirmation on this yet. But I think that right now, I think what everyone's more long thinking is, forget Twitter. What about Tesla now? Is this a new opportunity to go after Tesla? Joel, take it. I've got a trading position on Tesla, so I'm actually going to limit my comments. I will be trading out of the open. I tried so, to get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, um, I, 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 mean, I, I want to just trade out of it so I can talk the stuff. Okay. No, that's really. okay. That's okay. Uh, you're making a new. You're making a new post uh, earnings high, which is yeah. a good thing. Uh, it has recently faded off these higher opens. I don't know if that's going to be the same today. Uh, but if I told you I could find any real resistance until one seventy seven sixty five. Um, I want to be telling you the truth so that that would fill the gap. It feels like it, you know, it couldn't get into this gap area. So that's what I would give a target on the upside, 177.65. But if the if this like if the overall market and the spoos, you know, roll over yeah. off the open, which we have no idea whether that's going to happen or not. I wouldn't I want to get it. You know, I want to be like, oh, I'm going to hold out for that gap fill the day just because of the way it's been trading. So um, as far as support goes. I'd give minor support. Uh, the top of yesterday's range comes in at 173.57. That's really not not much on Tesla. As far I mean, he's still involved with Twitter. And uh, to me, just from a fundamental standpoint, I I I still I still think the whole Twitter uh, purchase was a debacle. Um, he shouldn't have done it. It's gonna hurt. You know, he's already lost like a couple bill, which is no big deal to him since he has so many billion. Uh, but I just he didn't want to do it. I mean, we keep yeah, saying that oh, he shouldn't have done it. He knows he shouldn't have done it. He shot his mouth off on Twitter. Oh, it'd be cool to buy the whole company. And then afterwards, he's like, I screwed up. And he tried to wiggle his way out of the deal, but it was too airtight. He couldn't get out of it. So eventually, he just said, okay, well, I can fight this all I want, or I'm just gonna have to pony up and pay. And that's what he did. So mm-hmm. we all knew he was overpaying, not by a billion or two. He was overpaying by twenty billion. Oh, so it's boy, not even yeah. like you know he's pissed a lot of money away there, and that's why you know he's doing all these changes, trying to recoup some of that money, making people tr- pay for their blue check marks, which is just ridiculous in itself. Um, it's, I'm paying for it, Dennis. <laughs> I, I'm not. Up, I don't man. have a blue check mark anymore. What's the point to having a blue check mark now? It's important, Dennis. It's it used to be man. like for media. It used to be you know like, uh, uh, and now you can just buy a blue check mark. You have. I have blue checkmark people that have 10 followers. You know, I mean, they literally have 10 followers. That's fine. I mean, it, it, there's the no point there, to it. I still think there's a point to it. You still show up better. You get, I don't think you get do. more. You do. I can show you, Dennis. I can show you my statistics. If you show up better, there's a point. But I'm not sure you, you do. do. You do. You show up higher in answers. I have a lot answer. of changes in my tweet action since I lost my blue checkmark. That's why I'm saying, I like, I can look at the volume of like how many, you know, when, it's even, when somebody sees your tweets. I don't mm-hmm. think it's went down much since I lost my blue check mark. And so, but if, if that's the case, maybe there is a point to buying it. But there's yeah. so many major media places that have not bought blue check marks now. So I find it annoying actually because you're sitting there and somebody tweets something and you're like, oh, what did they just say? And then it's a fake account of them. And the, because the real one doesn't have a blue check mark either, you used to always look for the blue check mark and you knew the tweet yeah. was real. Now it's just people create fake accounts. I mean, it's, it's, it's crappy, it's made the product worse. Yeah, I, some will say that. Some will say. I, I mean, I, I disagree. I still got my check, so that's all that matters to me. But in this yeah, but you're case, you're paying for it. Yeah, and that's Why? fine. I, like, I, I think like that's, that's fine. If it, it shows up more, Mitch, I agree. I mean, it does. It does. Something. And I, I, I've done at least a little statistics, and I, I'm going to bring some for the chat. I'll bring some into the stream. So, but what are those? Shit, what, is, what does that get you? You know, my dad would say that and a nickel will get you a cup of coffee. I mean, ten yeah, bucks a month to have a blue check mark by your name seems absolutely. It's just the principle of it. I can afford yeah. the ten dollars a month. It's the principle of it. 
that I see all these major media people that don't have blue check marks now. Yeah, my, be- my major thing is I, I don't want anybody having the fakes out there with my name, and there's already fakes out there. And they so- still exist, though. Even when I had my blue check mark, yeah, there was a yeah, new yeah, fake it, it Dennis exists. Dick every other week. But at least you know who Dennis Dick is, the one with the check mark. That's what yeah. I would say. Well, but let me let me go to Tesla both. here. Let's go to Tesla because that's really <laughs> what this is about, right? Um, I'm going to put up my chart right here, and these circles are re- representing when Elon bought Tesla, and then now where he's stepping down as CEO, right? And so he bought it, of course, in October of 27, 2022. Um, and now we could see the destruction that that caused, right? Is this the time to go after it? I, I'm, I'm going to actually lean on the yes side now um, because a, a lot of people started going away from Tesla just because of the way that he was also treating Twitter. And I think at this point, he's going to probably just hush down a little bit. And that's going to give Tesla the ability to actually start getting the focus again. I, I think this is going to start being a nice opportunity here for Tesla. I could see it at least getting towards the 200 range back to where we were up here. So uh, this one's been sleepy. I definitely wanted a piece before this gap fill. I wasn't able to get it, but I'm going to be watching it now as Tesla comes back. And Elon can start focusing on making comments about Tesla again, not focusing on making comments about Twitter. All right, I let's still go. have a trading position on, yeah. so I'm still learning. To clarify, when I have a position in something, I try not to talk about a trading position that I intend to trade at the open. If I intend to trade something at the open, I try not to talk about it. Sometimes it comes up in the chat and then I disclose it, but I just try not to talk about it. If I have a long-term investing, I'll talk about those because I don't intend to trade those. So that's, you know, just to clarify that. All right, let's go ahead. We'll get out of some Twitter and Tesla talk. Let's do a really quick one here, and then we'll be getting to our interviews coming up. we got some earnings here. These are smaller names, but I just want to at least go through them. First one up is going to be an interesting one that just caught my eye. Bluebird. Bluebird. Do you guys know Bluebird? Yeah. It's an American bus manufacturing company. I didn't really know this one too much, but I've seen them around, but I didn't think they were public here. Uh, Q2 EPS, 27 cent beat the 7 cent estimate. Sales of 299.81 million beat the 246.57 million estimate. Of course, this is an American bus manufacturing company, BLBD. Nice little pop in the pre-market. Small, small, small company. Big pop. So these things (laughs) can go anywhere. When you're trading these, I would say I'm going to use the Joel Alcon and I'll do his Joel Alcon technical <laughs> levels. Get out to 2021, you see those highs of 25.60 and 25.75. So you're right there. Um, you're popping into major resistance. I never like chasing something up 30%. Yeah. So that's, I think the trade, I think if you're in it, I think you're ringing the register and, and taking the money and running. Uh, well, the big news is is that they're replacing their drivers with artificial intelligence drivers. That would be they're, good news. They're, they're they're cutting out all their drivers, so they're yeah, gonna, no, that uh, would be good news. I think that's gonna, a joke. Well, save a lot of money, man. <laughs> that that's a that's where it's cut. going. Maybe you should just get along all these truck driving companies here, like Ryder <gasps> and stuff, because they're all gonna have autonomous you won't trucks. have to pay any of these truck drivers, and these guys make like a hundred. You know, some of these make hundred, two hundred thousand a year. These truck drivers make big bucks. Yeah. Sorry, truck drivers. I shouldn't give them any ideas, but Ryder comes out with the AI. You got to get long Ryder because it'd be huge expenses. Say. <laughs> yeah, man, that's for sure. Um, let's do one. You know more. what they could do? Wait, first of all, yeah. they what I what I heard, and this is a rumor, is that they're gonna they're gonna replace the Y in the name with an I. Yeah. You know, or, you know, to get closer to the AI theme. I just got to do some technicals on this bluebird. Just got Dennis did a really good job. Yeah, and did. I'm just I'm just looking at two monthly highs near 26, uh, November of 21, and also uh, August of uh, of of 21. So man, if that was your target, you've been waiting like two years to get out of this thing. Well, you had your opportunity in the after hours trading. I don't know. This is a pretty thin stock. It's traded some decent volume. So 26 is the number of the day in Bluebird, not bio, but Bluebird buses.
All right, let's go to in a AI name, or at least how, that's how some people look at it. It's really a quantum computing play. Let's go to Ion Q as Q1 EPS at a loss of 14 cents, misses the loss of 11 cent estimate, sales of 4.29 million beat the 3.79 million estimate. They do see fiscal 23 revenue at 18.8 million to 19.2 million versus an 18. 0.57 million estimate. This one was a SPAC, a Niccolo Damasi SPAC. Uh, quantum computing is, I think, something that is just too far out right now, but people have been riding this up with the AI wave. What do you guys think? Um, I think it's pulling, like, I don't know the earnings here, but, you know, it's a stock that's definitely had a good year. So I like buying stocks that know how to pretty, pretty good 2021 on pullbacks here. I don't follow the company at all, though, and it's a little bit too small for me. You know, I like the mega caps a hell of a lot better than, you know, trading the small stuff. So I just probably don't follow the company. But just from a technical basis here, I think like six bucks, maybe. Mm, uh, I'd Still be more. Yeah, I'd like if it ever. I mean, and I'm not. I will probably never trade or never take a position in this stock. But if I I'd be waiting for this 550 area. Look at that. All that memory there. I don't know. It did get closer there in the pre-market when it got to 573. But if it came down, it had a gap fill, gapped up a couple of days ago. If it could somehow mosey its way back down there, uh, tons of support. Maybe buyers stepped up to the 570 area. Um, and you're not too far. What's kind of interesting here is you're not too far from a gap fill. Uh, because the bottom of yesterday's range was 665. So if you're looking to wiggle out of this one, uh, there you go. And then uh, high close for the move yesterday, 702. So, wow, had a real big upstring too. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven up days in a row heading into the print. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if this one can uh, can stage a rebound. All right. Do you want to talk about maybe some other AI plays? Have you guys sure. been... Uh, taking a look. I mean, AI, C3 AI, that's really gone nowhere in the last kind of two weeks. Uh, it's trying to come back towards a support line uh, like at 21, 20s. Um, look how sleepy what do you see about that 17. one? All right, so I was looking at this thing at 17, and I'm like, man, the thing is, I think it just not so much that it was like a great buy down there. I just yeah. think it ran out of sellers. You know, basically mm -hmm. is what happened. And you got the little pop. You got the little gap fill. Uh, so we'll see. This uh, this bar is important to me. Uh, the day that it uh, peaked at 2105, didn't quite get there yesterday. Uh, 20 bucks. Let's see if we can establish a bid over over 20. Things look uh, open. And then people were talking about asking me about S-O-U-N, Sound. uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. And, uh, oh, no. Yeah, SoundHound. And you know How? what I have? Yeah, you know what I have. You know what I have to say? What? This is the dog of AI stocks. This is the hound dog of AI <laughs> Did stocks. Did you get that? Uh, 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 the uh, hound dog, uh, baby. Uh, you ain't nothing but a sound hound. Look at this. Do you, do you know who that is, bitch? Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, come on, man. I know a little Elvis, baby. All right. Um, one that I would be looking at or never looking at is IBM, man. I'm done with this stock. I don't oh, know about you guys. Terrible. I have it in the long-term portfolio. I just feel like <laughs> dumping it just to get rid of it. It's a it's just Yeah, man. I'm junk. done with this thing. This been thing's going to disappear. I think it's just going to go away. The go away? Wow, go away, go away I think it's going to go away, it's man. It's going to go away if from you, my portfolio pretty soon. I'll tell you, you that can't, much. If I'm you can't get this thing moving in this environment, in this environment. Oh, it's moving. It's moving. I mean, Lower. well, not the right way. Let's just say that much. They have a whole conference for AI. Bring out Watson X. The stock goes down? Man, it's they're just not just doing it right. It's the dog of all dogs. And this is one. That and Kohl's are like the two worst stocks in my portfolio. Well, Kohl's <laughs> way worse because I'm down way more in it. But this IBM, I bought this. When they started talking about AI at 135 back in February, I was like, you know what? It's a sneaky AI play. Now it's it's just a sneaky crappy play. It's <laughs> it's just, it's just literally they maybe. can't do anything right. IBM, the dog of all dogs. I tried to play this before off the blockchain crap too, and it didn't work. I think you just gotta like not trade IBM or not invest in IBM. Maybe you can trade it, but don't invest in it. It's been an absolute dog. Talking completely against my book. Oh yes, it's nice to get a 5.48% dividend, but the stock falls 15% a year. So IBM, terrible stock. Yeah, it doesn't look good. Terrible man. stock. 
the month league started looking good, but really quickly that turned right back around. All right, let's go ahead. We'll get out of AI talk. We'll get out of kind of talking about these smaller plays. Let's go ahead and bring our charts down. Let's get to our interview today. You guys smash the like. We got a good one for you. All right. Good morning to Eric Kroll, the author of the Life Cycle book on IPOs. Eric, it's been a while since we've had you on because the IPO market <laughs> is like, poof. Yeah. Up. Yeah. So uh, good morning and how you doing? Good morning. It's great to be back. I'm doing great. Yeah, there hasn't been much to talk about in the IPO land. So uh, that's a good reason why I haven't been here. How much is the banking? I mean, it's starting to dry up before the banking situation, the, the bear market in uh, 2022. I mean, it can really can really this IPO market uh, get really fired up until we get like this frothy, you know, we clear up the bank situation and, uh, you know, just get, you know, a little bit more stability and in, in the financial markets, get rid of this debt thing or, you know, you think it's just something that's cyclical. I think it won't uh, fire up until we get rid of some of these banking worries. Uh, a lot of the uh, mid-sized businesses use the regional banks and small businesses. And until that clears up, I don't see uh, this thing clearing up. I, I also think uh, we might be seeing more carve-outs. Mobileye was IPO'd out of Intel. Kenby was uh, IPO'd outside of Johnson & Johnson. We might see more of that. Um, you know, in fact, uh, we'll get to some of the data, but this was the slowest start to, to the IPO uh, market since 2009. And uh, wow. it's only slightly better than last year. It was behind last year until Kenview came out. And uh, it, it's just been a really slow market. Uh, we're looking at some companies uh, maybe down the road that might come out later this year, but I don't think it does until the market environment improves. Okay. Yeah. Well, you. Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Mitch. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been a good area, and I mean, uh, with the interest rates where they are, with banks struggling how they are, liquidity crunch coming in, it doesn't look like it's going to change in the next six months. Um, What's it going to take? Is it going to take the Fed pivoting? It, it it probably will take the Fed pivoting. It, it more likely, I think, just the general market has to improve. Companies don't like the IPO when the market. Uh, environment is, is doesn't reward them with high valuations. And I, I think it's going to take the banking crisis to be put behind us a little bit. And it, it, it's, I also think we, we have to have some good merchandise coming out. And it seems like the good companies aren't coming out. It, it's the lower valued ones that are coming out right now. People don't want to take the chance. All right. Well, let's let's do some uh, some comparisons here. And uh, you put together, as always, Eric puts together uh, great information, great statistics. And you said, uh, you know, let's go back to look to look at things since 2014 and then do a year to year comparison. Uh, let's go with uh, IPO market week, but ahead of last year. OK. Can you show the slides? I, uh, yep. There we go. Yes. Yeah, so, so you can see that. Uh, on the chart on the left there, we're looking at how many IPOs have uh, priced so far. 42 so far this year. That's running ahead of last year. And on the right side, you're showing how much they, they valued. Um, so we're, we're running ahead in terms of pace and we're running ahead in terms of value. But of that $6.7 billion that were raised, $3.8 billion was, was Kenview, so more than half. So that means the rest of them have been pretty small. And so we're looking at a really slow start to the IPO market. And again, this is the lowest it's been since uh, 2009. So um, it, it's it's really slow. I mean, look at 2021. Uh, that was a huge year. And uh, typically after a year like that, it would slow down a little bit. But then you add in a bear market and it takes typically three years for the IPO market to come back from a bear market. All right, let's. Oh, Joe, you're on mute. I was wondering what happened there. Uh, uh, you just mentioned Mobileye in there, so I just wanted to go to one individual stock and uh, 
Uh, Intel somehow uh, did not uh, give me um, any of this stock, but uh, <laughs> here's one we can analyze from a life cycle perspective here. I always think about you when a stock takes out its IPO, initial IPO high. Uh, you had that? Just talk to us here about the different cycles and uh, where you'd have some interest uh, in Mobileye. Okay, so you're showing the daily chart there in the upper right-hand corner, and you can see that uh, the stock IPO'd, and then it uh, well, undercut its IPO day one low back in November, and then it rose up a little bit, and it corrected again, and it started to form a nice IPO advance. So from like November all the way through the middle part of February, it had a great IPO advance, hit a high, and started to correct. And then it came down just a little bit and started to come back. And now that's typically like where we like to watch it because we want to see it break through the old high, which we call the turbulent zone. And just when it started to look like it might, it announced earnings and it got pummeled. Uh, it was a terrible uh, earnings announcement according to Wall Street. And um, it, it got pushed all the way down to 30. But it was, it's was it been a little bit resilient. It bounced back right away that day. And it's been coming back. But I expect it to still be uh, in this area here, where I would call this after the IPO advance, this is still the due diligence phase. It might take another uh, earning season for it to get above the old high. But if it did, if it went above the old high around 48 and heavy volume, that would be interesting. But I'd like to see some nice sideways action, sideways action here in the due diligence phase, and uh, kind of settle down. It's it's been a volatile stock. It's it's it, it chops a lot. Yeah, and if we, um, if we think about it in recent IPO action, it seems like even if they do come out, they just don't hold their pricing right now, at least a lot of them. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about recent IPO action and how their kind of closing price has been affected after day one. Yeah, I mean, it's when we look at um, you know IPO activity in the last two to three years, um, it's just been terrible. Um, you look at this chart here, you can see that over 90% of the IPOs that came out in 2021 and 2022 are below their day one closing price. This is not typical. It's it's, it's much worse than normal. And in fact, if you uh, dig down deeper, you find out that almost two thirds or about 65% here are 75% or more below their day one closing price. That means they've lost 75% of their value since they debuted. And, and that's three quarters, uh, two thirds of them. There's only been um, even 13% of them trade more than $20 million a day, which is enough liquidity for us uh, to really watch them. Uh, you need to trade more than $20 million of volume a day for institutions to get um, really excited or interested and push the stock prices up. And, uh, and historically, we look at 28% of IPOs do this. Here, only 13%. So they're not doing well in price, and they're not even being um, really traded by institutions. And then if you look at just the this year's of those 42 IPOs we talked about, only four of them trade more than $20 million a day. I've already mentioned Kenview as one of them. Um, that's only 10% of IPOs. Again, much below average. We expect to see 28 to 30% of IPOs trading that volume in liquidity, and we're getting less than that. Um, All right. You talked about Kenview here. We got a couple more here of IPOs to watch. Let us know a little bit about Next Tractor and Lifetime Holdings. All right. Well, Next Tracker is a is a company that has algorithms and software and other um, devices to help uh, optimize solar power. Uh, you know, with solar power that's been growing the last ten to twenty years, um, now they're trying to optimize it. You have a lot of fields of solar panels out there. How can you, they get more power out of the fields that are already in service? And that's what Next Tracker does. Um, it's come out. Recently, it came out uh, in early March, and I would say this is kind of in the IPO advance phase. It's not really powerful. It's it's really forming an IPO base. We'd love to see it break above that old hive of just a few, uh, maybe four weeks ago. Uh, but it's been it's been choppy, kind of like Mobileye, and we want to see it break out in heavy volume. It, it tried yesterday, but got pull, and pulled back. Uh, Kenview it's only been out maybe a week and a half. Um, you're looking at a stock. The spinoff of uh, Johnson & Johnson, it includes Tylenol, Neutrogena, um, and a lot of other products. It's more the consumer products of Johnson & Johnson. It's not their medical devices or pharmaceuticals. And it raised $3.8 billion. It's, it's really just forming its first 
uh, you know, a few weeks of consolidation. We'd love to see it go sideways for a few weeks and then try to break out in heavy volume. And then lifetime holdings, it's been out longer. That's a weekly chart, not a daily. The others were daily. Uh, this weekly chart shows a short IPO advance in the beginning of you know, uh, 2022 there. And then it broke down. And like 90% of all IPOs, it undercuts its day one low. It forms a long, uh, deep base. And then now it's starting to come up the right side. It's still in the due diligence phase as far as we're concerned. But it's at least more than 30% off the bottom. It's forming a cup and maybe a handle. Uh, it looked like it tried to break out of this cup and handle just um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's forming a nice handle now. We'd love to see it break out in heavy volume and go from here. So that's one to watch. That's uh, probably the one that's I'm watching the closest for maybe a potential buy. Uh, the others, we still need to see more uh, trading history to see what they're really going to do. Okay, uh, just uh, going to the slide here and talking about the U.S. in third place for IPO proceeds yeah. in 2023. Now, I uh, first of all, I'm a uh, two-part question here. When has that happened before that we <laughs> haven't been first or second? And then also, I'm looking at the, the pie chart here, and on the right side, it says 50%. Is that is that everyone? Uh, who is that? That's China. That's the uh, mainland China. Um, really? The, yes. It, it's it's amazing, but I, I don't remember when it was last like this. I'd, I'd have to go back and check data wow. over the years. I don't think we've ever not been first. But it, what it really shows is just the uh, how weak the IPO market is, that uh, at least certainly in the U.S. Um, and we've seen it both in stock market indices and in the IPO market. The other countries are doing better. Uh, Europe stocks, European stocks are acting better than ours. And, uh, you know, not sure why all that's happening, but they certainly see the U.S. economy as not being as strong as, as other places. But, yeah, mainland China is more than half of the money raised in IPOs this year around the world. Wow. So um, and any any final comments here? I mean, uh, um, like everything's quiet. We know the banking situation is uh uh, you know, it's still unclear. We're still uh, waiting on the Fed. Um, I guess the last, uh, like the AI sector, if, if there been, do you see any new a, uh, IPOs coming in AI? That seems to be the hot thing in the market. That would be the place I would be watching. That would, uh, Other than the AI, I don't see a lot of activity that would be too exciting this year. Uh, but I'd be watching for some AI um, IPOs. Now, the, the issue there is similar to like when the internet first came out, uh, a lot of the companies that come out, they get great valuations, they rise up fast, but not too many hang on. Um, one of the darlings of just two years ago, and the second biggest IPO of the last 10 years was Rivian. And if you can pull up a chart of Rivian, um, you know, that that got a lot of, you know, think just two, three years ago, um, Lucid and Rivian, and I forget the other ones, there was a couple of Chinese IPO uh, car companies. Not too many car companies make it. I mean, think about in our lifetime, how many car companies have started up and made it through. I mean, we can talk about DeLorean and we can talk about other ones. Uh, the only one that made yeah. it was Tesla. Uh, it's a really hard uh, business to get into. But look at Rivian. It's down like 80% from its day one close and down even more from its peak. And that was the second biggest IPO of the last 10 years. It raised, uh, I forget, maybe money. seven or $8 billion. Um, more money than has been raised in uh, all of this year thus far. And um, it, it's just interesting to see um, how uh, the market for IPOs, part of it's the reason that's poisoned is the ones that came out in the last two years are not yeah. doing well. You, you've been punished if you bought them. So yeah. um, you're not exciting anybody by going public because people remember the last two years. Was this just like they brought them and maybe the underwriters are greedy and there was just so much demand that they could just price these things anywhere and the pricing of these things just got to a ridiculous levels that every single one that's coming out is overpriced. And then eventually fundamentals catch up and it comes in. Was this this greed from the underwriters? I, I think so. And uh, and greed from the venture capitalists. They saw the market was hot. Think of the SPACs, right? There were 400 some odd SPACs we're not even talking about that don't yeah. throw up in the charts. And how many SPACs are above their day one uh, close? Uh, even less than IPOs. It's it's It was greed. All right. Eric Kroll, he is the author of The Life Cycle Trade. But joining us to cover the IPO and SPAC market. And uh, what the whole thing's going to pick up again. And we'll get you on 
a lot more. Eric, thank you very much for coming on today. Well, great to be here, guys. We'll talk Thanks, to you Eric. All right, Dennis, you seen anything out there, buddy? You shaking mixed. things up just, in the market? No, just mixed market here. So, again, some of the tech coming back a little bit here, but we are seeing some weakness in tech this morning. I know AMD has turned to the green. It was red earlier here. NVIDIA is still trading in the red. Shopify is still in the red. Amazon, Microsoft still in the red. So there's a few things. And then what's trading up? Banks are up a little bit. It's just kind of like it, it, there's no real theme here today. Some day, the, days you come in and you got a theme. You got like a catalyst. You got like a driver. Today's driver is meh. There's just no real major driver here. Like oil's not really moving that much. You know, yeah, Tesla's getting a little bit of a lift. So the help in with that story with the CEO. But there's really no driver here today. And that's why I think the S&Ps are just kind of, you know, just sitting around, chopping around a little bit, trying to find direction here for today because direction is hard to find here today. Uh, speaking of driving, uh, Bluebird has repealed uh, off its pre-market eye area. Now, now trading in the 24 handle. So I don't think if you didn't have your order out there to, at 26, I don't know if you're going to get it today. Money, Mitch, where are we going from here? We're going to go to trade zero right now. I just wanted to quickly at least give the numbers that came out at 830. I didn't think they would be that important, but just at least to give you guys the, uh, the outlook know. there. Export prices coming in at 0.2 versus 0.2 estimate. Import prices coming in at 0.4 versus 0.03. Uh, negative was uh, the prior reading was a negative 0.8. So um, I'm already going to go ahead and get us over to the trade zero segment of today. And it's going to be a little bit more of a ticker time. So you guys out there throw up some tickers. We'll take a look a little bit into next week's retail earning season. We can take a look at some of those stocks. But like always, you guys have a good time. This is your chance. Throw up some top, uh, throw some stocks out there. Let's get to trade zero. All right, let's get to the action. We'll take a look at some of the up movers here. And of course, we can take a look at some of the retail earning stocks for next week. One stock that catches my eye immediately is First Solar. Um, didn't catch the headline on this, so I'm looking it up right wow. now. Of course, my trusty Benzinga Pro. It looks like uh, First Solar snaps up Evilar for 80 million. Looks like there's an acquisition here of Evilar, a leading European thin film company. Um, and it looks like there's 38 million at the closing plus up to 42 million in milestones here. Um, interesting move here. First solar is starting to get that move back up into that gap. Of course, we've been seeing how some of these earned, uh, stocks have been trying to come back. EMPH got hit hard. SEDG wasn't the worst earnings trying to come back through 300 today with this push in first solar. Do you think that we could get some solar stocks moving? Maybe, but you're going to run a major resistance here at 200. Like this is the yeah. level for first right solar. Above. So I like that level even to short that level. So up a little bit further from here. I'm not sure how high it's got pre-market, but getting all yeah. this back quickly, getting into that gap, I got to think major resistance at 200. It'd be like a 10-star level, Joel. Boom, boom. Yeah, Joel will be back with us in just a second. ZVZZT. Let's talk ZVZZT because you see that right at the top of the filter. These are test symbols. So this actually doesn't clear these trades. You can trade mm. this thing. And yeah, so we never talked about I don't even have a before. chart on that. Just interesting. Yeah. So these are test symbols where they're not actually cleared. So anything you see happening in there, it's if you made money on your P&L that day, you won't get that money. So these things are just for testing. They're not real. They're not companies. So mm. what means is you can buy and sell and, you know, you can use it to test your algorithmic systems or whatever it is. And those trades don't clear. So just remember when you're looking at, you know, ZVZZT at the top, you know, this is not a stock. This is a test symbol. So there's no like, you know, you could buy this thing at 15 and sell at 20. You won't get that five bucks. So you'd be all excited that day. And they'd be like, where'd my, your P&L might show up that, that money that you made. And then the next day you don't get your money. You're like, what the hell? This is a test symbol. It doesn't clear. 
interesting. You learn something new every day, right, team? You guys I know, know I, I haven't I'm, seen in the I'm into stocks for a long time, but I thought it was an opportunity to test it. It, it is, Dennis. It is. You educated me. That. I'll tell you that much. All right, let's keep going. Let's get a look. We've already talked about Bluebird, Tesla. We've talked about that. Looks like Ferrari is racing ahead too. Uh, so keep your eyes. I think when the Tesla and kind of these autos go up, I will also be looking at lithium names today. We'll see if those get moving. They have been getting a little bit of a push yesterday, a little bit of a pullback. Yeah. Um, seeing Meta up here today. Um, what do you guys, you guys still feel Meta can still climb? I mean, it's man. got the AI story. It's got the metaverse story. It's another got gap. all the love, the valuation. I, I mean, this was maybe one of the, you know, like I thought about it down, was going down like $120, $190. It just got stupid. I mean, the valuation just got to a point where it was just ridiculously cheap. So congratulations to those who put on their CFA hats and bought Meta at just a ridiculously low valuation. That's got to be one of, you know, one looking back, hindsight capital's 2020, but wow, I can't believe it got to that valuation. Now it's back up in medium valuation. So it's hard to like just say, oh yeah, we're going straight back to all-time highs here now. Because you're buying at 237, you're basically saying, well, we're going to see 350 here sooner than later. Love a pullback in Meta like a serious pullback. I don't know if you're going to get it. I got a three-star for you here in uh, in Meta. Uh, yesterday's high, 38.21, and then you go back, you're one, two, three, four, five. Six-day high, 38.20, right there. That's good enough for me to make that a uh, double top, so we'll see if we can get backed off the close at uh, 35.79, and what do you do? What do you do in the pre-market? You go to 38.55, so it showed it could trade above that level, but, uh, you know, if you just keep this lazy rally, there's been a, a, a constant bid in the spoos since that 6 p.m. open. Uh, you know, if it if it keeps up, it, it snuck its way into one of the top components again. Why not take out that level? Uh, the high close since its earnings beat, it's 243.18. That was right up near the recent high of the move at 244. Seeing a lot of sell imbalances here today, too, mm -hmm. just early. And these can flip and do other things. But I just look here and thinking, I think this SPY, like, I, there is some stocks trying to catch up here now. It's taken a while here. But, you know, with with the, most of the tech being down here today, the Q's not really participating much. They're, they're up half of what the SPY is. I feel like, you know, the SPY is just elevated to the day traders. I feel like we're not going to open this high on the SPY. We'll see what happens there. Now, uh, we are going to get a lot of retail stocks next week. Retail earnings season really kind of kicks off. Um, two that just are on my mind right now, of course, uh, Walmart and Target, right? I mean, these are going to be ones that have a little bit of a different chart. Walmart's been trying to come back here, holding the 150s. Now it's been holding up above 150s. Is this one the one you want? Or would you go after the Target one off the bottom? Uh, it's been part. I'm, I've looked at Target plenty of times, and I'm looking at it now, but I'll tell you, I still need to see it start getting going here, at least back to the 170s before I really take a look. I don't know. Really yeah. This is a hard one. What do you want? Target? Uh, I don't know what the news is on Target today. So I was trying to look. Target is trading down. I've been trading down all morning. I don't know if there was a rating that I missed, but and I have a trading position at two. I'm trying to figure out what the news is here on Target. So. I guess JP Morgan lowered their price target, so that's the only thing I see. I guess that's why it's down a dollar. JP Morgan has that much influence that they knock a buck off target just because they lowered their price target. I don't know, but it's down a buck. Uh, it's real. It's not just trade down there. It's been trading down all morning. So somebody wants out of target this morning. Uh, great level. Uh, once again, uh, you're looking at. Uh, a pair of matching highs here at uh, 159.30, 159.31. So that's a buck 30 away. I uh, Just the way it's trading down now, so it's getting a rough start. I'd look at resistance at the close up to that double top. And then, oh, boy, I don't know. It doesn't look like it has that. I mean, unless the market completely rolls over. I don't see it getting to yesterday's low. At 156.54, that's only a buck and a half away. That could move for Target. Haven't looked at the Walmart chart in a long time, nor have I gone to Walmart. But uh, what's going on in the 154 handle? Uh, you snuck above there in December when you get to 154.64. You snuck in there two days ago, 154.36. So 
uh, trading up 38 cents. Don't know if you got a big liquidation going on. You know, not necessarily 154 because you traded it uh, above it, but someone's just being sneaky trying to get rid of stock there. So, uh, not buying it, not buying it here. And we'll see what it does. It hasn't been earnings season so i don't i can't even know where walmart falls in the in uh in the earnings coming up on thursday next okay thank you all right let's go ahead let's take a look at uh michael wants to michael h wants to take a look at baba uh not a bad little move yesterday i i there's one thing that i i i gotta say i did not know that yesterday was a big china shopping day and it seems like that's uh, what it was. That's what was giving the lift really? on JD. Oh, that was man. giving the lift well, on JD PDD. Earnings, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it helped them, right? There was a big shopping day. Like, there's like this big shopping day that a lot of people were What's buying. What's it called? Really? I thought it um, I, I found it because of Moomoo, the brokerage that I, I, we've been using for live trading. Um, it had it all in their theme. And I was like, well, of course, maybe oh, the Chinese I wish I brokerage that. would I be able to that. know exactly what was going on there. Um, but that was a miss by me. I'll give you guys that. But now I'm seeing Baba, you know, up, JD up. Um, what do you guys think about Baba? That 80. I, yeah. I know someone sent me a message about 80s, and I got to give it to him. He was seeing it pretty well there. $80. We've talked this $80 level multiple times, and it got there right again. And again, it's the buy. It's the level for Baba. So every time it gets down to 80, it's been a buy. Congratulations to those who bought it at support once again. Just classic. Eight stars, Joel Alcon support levels work again here. Unbelievable that it kisses the 80-15 and then comes off it again. So nice trade. Whoever bought that one. Uh, not trading down a buck oh five today. So once it gets going in that one direction, I'd be people trying to wiggle out probably at the close, 87-89. I don't know if you'll get a shot here. Maybe if you thought you missed the move, you wanna you wanna get in, Baba. You had Maybe if it comes down to the $84 area, that would be uh, half of this little rally and then lean on the $80 low. But, uh, of course, it's always, you know, what's the news? What's going to happen Sunday night with uh, with these uh, overseas stocks? All right. There's one that stands out here on the gappers list. Pan W. This is one that I was watching yesterday. I was looking to see if snow would take off. Um, and looks like Pan W. Also, not, not a bad day recently as it's Ooh. starting to push higher. Um, what do you guys think These about cybersecurity cyber stocks or buys on pullbacks? They just seem to be buys on pullbacks. I mean, FTNT at the pullback here last week, pulling back. Palo Alto, same thing. Week and a half ago, pulling back. They come in and they buy them. Crowd strikes another one. CRWD pulls back. They buy it. There's underneath demand all over the cyber. I know the valuations are high, but again, there's just so much cybersecurity risk out there that people come in and they buy these stocks on pullbacks. Let me look at the down gap, see if there's anything standing out to me here. I see Estee Lauder. That hasn't moved anywhere since it down gap. Do you think this goes lower? It seems like mm. it wants a little lower here. Um, doesn't look great. Uh, for me, for this one, until it can get back above 210, uh, that was a high on the gap down day. And then all the buy the dippers said, hey, you know what? 210 is good enough for me. When you made that four-day high at 209.64, now you're backing off. Now, yet someone's been nibbling at 200. Three of the last four sessions, you made lows right at the $200 area. That can hold up there again today. Oh, and look at this. The low of the move was 190.30. You rallied at 210, right? Just miss mm -hmm. it. 50%. You got all kinds of confluence here at 200. So, you, uh, you Estee Lauder uh, traders. Man, keep an eye. That's a good swing number. If, you know, if it holds, boom, take it up to 210. If it can't hold, I don't think the road back down to 190 is going to be as easy, but uh, that's a look at Estee Lauder. All right. Like always, you guys can check out the extensive inventory that Trade Zero has to offer. And you guys just saw the flagship software, Zero Pro. I'm going to go ahead and throw this link up in the chat here for you. And we'll start wrapping it up here. Joel, what are you seeing in the ES? Let's take a final look here. I'm going to say again, S&P futures trading up 13, 14 handles here. I, I see some stocks trading higher. The imbalances are giving me a different picture. I think the, the S&P futures are going to come in because I'm just seeing sell imbalances across the board. I don't think we're coming all the way to scratch, but I wouldn't be surprised if we lose five, six handles into the open. You're on the mute button, Joe. I tried to get you it. <laughs> I rolled a day with that. 
on that that mute button. Uh, kind of agreeing with Dennis here when we got together for our pre pre market show. I mean, we said I'm like, what's up, you know? And uh, not much. So concurring there, um, we got great resistance above here. Um, you have your highs from Wednesday and Thursday. You know, right about let's just call it the forty one seventy area. We got to the pre market high, got to forty one sixty. So. We're just, I mean, we've talked, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about, you know, the chop and the trading range, but inside day yesterday caught a bit above yesterday's low. Uh, it's just kind of the same thing here. Also, uh, last Friday's close, just to illustrate how, you know, where we've gone nowhere, even with some good CPI and PPI data, I think the earnings were okay this week, uh, but, um, you know, we're stuck. And I wish I could give you the catalyst to bust us above 4,200 or take us out, you know, below the weekly lows at uh, at 4050. But you know, on the SPY, look at this candle. Your candle from April, we're right there. You did take out the high a little bit. That was just early in the first of May. And then if you're looking at the spider on the monthly, 40378 was last month's low. 40374. Folks, we're stuck. I don't know. We'll see if we can find a catalyst to take us out of here. Uh, great job, Mitch and Dennis. Dennis, you get there. You get done early today. And we may give you a mandatory day off. I almost week. need it. Yep. Okay. Everyone, thanks for joining us. Great job, Mitch. We'll check in with you guys later on. All right, Joel, Dennis are out of here. I'm going to wrap it up, team. Like always, smash the like button, team. We'll get you guys over to live trading. That's coming up next. I will let you guys know it's only myself on that show today. So I'm going to go ahead and take a quick five right here, 901. I'll be back 906 for live trading, ready to get after it. I do have another trade in my small account now that I can go ahead and take. So if you guys want to keep up with the small account challenge, this is something we started with just $500. You guys want to see us trade with just a small account too? Come on over to live trading. That's going to be next. And I will let everybody know from the book club, we are going to be taking Sunday off for Mother's Day. I hope that you guys have a great Mother's Day. All the mothers out there, thank you for putting up with us and giving us the ability to do what? Do what we love, trade, right? So shout out to all the mothers out there that support traders, that support and got us up to this level, made us emotionally strong so that we can handle these types of trades. So everybody happy mother's day out there and for all the mothers that watch pre-market prep definitely thank you for everything that you do we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys so thank you shout out to my mom out there thumbs up i will see you guys now over on live trading that's coming up next and like always let's see what we get into today i'm excited to see what we can trade and if you guys want to see me trade come over to live trading that's starting up in just about five minutes let's get over there Hit the like button, team. Let's get it started.